Beers and Banter, episode 12. Hold on to your butts, people. Have we got an episode for you? We've got Ash Barty, all the NRL and Origin, all the other Aussies overseas that are dominating and so much more. Let's, uh, let's rip in. Dilsey, how's the weekend, bro? Big red. How are you, mate? Back oh, not, again. Not too bad. I'm, I'm a bit more chipper tonight. Where's my hat? I've nearly lost my hat. Monday. Oh, hey, the old Titans hat goes on. Back in the winner's circle. It's got a bit of uh, dust and dirt and it's mold all, and shit on it, but it's, all good, bro. it's good to bring it out again. Wow, what a weekend. Mate, how good. Full, not much sleep on the weekend. I'm struggling. <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to do it. Can't they put this World Cup on in the middle of the night or something so World we can watch Cup, it? French Open, F1s. It's all uh, it's all late at night, and you just you can't miss it. But uh, mate, we've got to start with Ash Barty. Ash Barty, how good is that? Um, French Open, first first French Open for an Australian, forty six years. I'm going to correct you there. Forty eight years. Dylan Alcott won it a couple of days earlier. Yeah, good call. He he is going great guns, uh, and I think we've got two tennis players there that we can really get behind. Ash Barty, Dylan Alcott, good Australians, dominating, letting their performances do the talking. I like it. Yeah, good call. Forgot yeah. about him, Red. Yeah, I like Dylan it. Alcott. Well, it's not, he's actually uh, – so he did win the French Open, and, and I think I heard that this was the first time that the wheelchair tennis had been at the French Open. I it think was. they're going to Wimbledon as well, which would be cool. Yes. But – uh, Dylan Alcott's, I think this is, he's definitely won a handful of Grand Slams before. Um, definitely won this Australian Open earlier in the year, but we actually heard him speak there. What was that last year? That was really At good. a luncheon and what a great guy. What an awesome ambassador for Australia and tennis. and Funny you know. bugger too. Yeah, he was. No, he was good. Had a pretty good Fred, Roger Federer story from memory. He did. So, oh. um, mate, that was, but Ash Barty, I, I actually watched I watched the final. I watched a bit of the semi-final. I don't know whether you saw that or not, but the semi-final, she went five love up in in not many minutes. Um, her opponent then managed to reel off seven games in a row to win the first set 7-5, then went on and broke her in the second set. Earlier was up two love, so effectively she's won nine games in a row. And Barty looked gone. She was She was in all sorts and... To her credit, managed to turn it around. Dug deep. And I think, you know, she's she's probably the closest thing we've had to, to Leighton Hewitt and that true, uh, I guess, Aussie spirit. You know, the, the harder it gets, the the further you, you dig. Um, I'd like to think that we got, we're not just bandwagon support supporters either. We we got on after episode one when we got in trouble from Grandma. She said, get on Ash Barty. Grandma would have been happy last we've been, night. We've been keeping track ever since, so. But yeah, she's... Um, yeah, she's awesome for Australia. You know, it's as we've spoken about before. There's there's a few Aussie tennis players which you don't want to be associated with, but Ash Barty definitely flies the Australian flag and and represents the country um, absolutely perfectly. So, if the media is legit, they shouldn't even bother mentioning those blokes anymore. Well, here's hoping, and you know, we had um, Thompson, the young Aussie guy, did pretty well, um, but you know what. Barty's going to be hard to beat at the at Wimbledon too. I mean, she's she's very good on the grass as well. So, I think she'll go fairly deep there uh, in a couple of weeks' time. We can uh, look forward to that. And just quickly before we leave the tennis, Rafa Nadal, twelfth French Open. That's just uh, 
Really? That's, that's unbelievable. I definitely wasn't staying up to watch that. No, I didn't watch it, but um, 12, 12 times now he's won the French Open. That's just, you know, when you look at, I mean, you look at Slater's won 11 world surfing titles. You look at other guys that have won, you know, Tiger Woods has won golf tournaments four or five times. Yeah, but that's that's a tournament, not world number one for 12 years. French Open's a tournament. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kelly Slater won 11 championships. Yeah, world titles, yeah. But that's over the course of a year. Yeah. I mean, that's still an un- unbelievable achievement to win the same thing 11 times or 12 times in this case. It's all right, I guess. I mean, you wouldn't see you wouldn't see Slater. Slater hasn't won Bells or Gold Coast or any of those big tournaments. He hasn't won that individual tournament twelve times. So, oh yeah, maybe not. If you look at, if have you, a look at Pipe. I reckon he'd uh, he's would have won that a fair few times. Yeah, I guarantee he hasn't won it twelve times. Righto, not a fan. Well, no, do you know what? He's not bad. Not a fan of Rafa. No, it just doesn't interest me. It's not. There's nothing there for Don't me. Don't like the tennis. I used to. Do you know what? Do not burnt me out from the tennis. Just too many late nights following, following Leighton Hewitt deep in, into a five-setter. Only to have my heart broken right at the end. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I can't do it anymore. Uh, what about uh, NRL? Can we talk NRL? We can talk NRL. Can we talk, talk Titans? Should we cover the origin first last Wednesday? How yeah, good was that? it was awesome. It was um yeah, a lot of people thought New South Wales were probably just going to win three or four or five series in a row after last year. Do you call one win a dynasty for the Blues, like dynasty over? Oh, they <laughs> they probably like to think it was Got a dynasty, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they they were the younger side. They probably had a better side. Well, in my opinion, they had a better side on paper. Um, and I, I heard a really good uh, – someone put it really well, so I can't take credit for this, but uh, – uh, the Blues turned up to play football. The Queenslanders turned up to play Origin. Yeah, it's probably not a bad call. I mean, it, you know, I think looking back now, New South Wales probably had three or four or five passengers that, you know, they would have expected a lot more out of. Latrell Mitchell's probably the obvious one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Carr was fairly quiet. Um, Dylan Walker was pretty much non-existent and got dragged in the second half. So... You know, the guys that you saw on that New South Wales team list that you expected to stand up in the big game just just didn't turn up. And Massive field position battle, and I think that's – you can blame their halves, but their forwards didn't show up. The, the Blues forwards were, were nowhere to be seen. You, you look at Gagai was catching the ball on the 30 and the 40 every set, so that means we were, we were defending really well. The, 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 origin, the Queenslanders were pushing in, comp- compressing in, and really making those first three hit-ups really hard for the Blues. And it was just – they won that 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 grind, that field position battle. And I I think, uh, you know, you, your halves can play off the back of that, whereas theirs were struggling. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing for me was Queensland went into the sheds at halftime down by eight. But I actually thought they were as good, if not the better team, for that first half. I was happy. That was weird. We were down by eight and I was like, we got them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I noticed yeah, probably 15 minutes into that second half, um, we got a bit of a run on. You could hear the crowd start to really get behind them. Yeah. And at that point, it just looked like Queensland were just, there was no way they are going to lose the game. I thought Gagai was outstanding. Oh, thanks, Scoop. <laughs> was that why one man of the match? What's, did he? <laughs> Didn't know that. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a classic. 
uh, case of an of an Origin player. I mean, he he's been pretty quiet all year with South. As as an old winger myself, I could feel that intercept coming. Like I just like about thirty seconds before my intercept hit, score runaway try. The Blues will get, won't come close. No way you played on the wing, mate. I'm telling the you, closest you got to the wing was the linesman. Yeah, well, he stood next to me because I was on the oh. wing, mate. I'm telling you now. Never, keep, never seen a winger 130 kgs. No, I wasn't back then. <laughs> I went from the wing to the, to the forwards in an off season. <laughs> it's not good. But yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Queensland obviously now in the box seat with a, a neutral game too. Um, I think New South Wales will probably make a few changes. Uh, for me, um, Mitchell Pearce should come back into the side, and I reckon he's due. His form has been outstanding this year. I hope so, because then we'll pump them, and then they won't know what to do. I just think he's. Uh, I mean, him or Maloney, I think you've got to bring – I mean, they're both of them – well, Maloney in particular is, is an origin specialist. He loves that big game. Yeah. Success follows him. Um, but I think Pierce's form has just been phenomenal this year, especially, you know, Newcastle's now won six or seven in a row and he's pretty much guided them around. So. What about Cherry? Cherry was good. Oh, Cherry, I would do anything. <laughs> we'll edit that bit out. <clears throat> uh I think Queensland forgives. Certainly, I was very salty as a Titans fan when he backflipped. Um, you still haven't got over that. No. Well, I, I'm, I'm getting over it now, but do you know what? You can still see at the Titans the hole that was left by the, 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 the house of cards that fell after he backflipped. We're, stu- we're still working our way through that. Well, we've now got a big hole with Taylor not there. Yeah. So is that a bit of a bit of a segue? They might call it through to the Titans. How good is it when you turn up on a Monday and you've just beaten the Broncos? It's, I tell you what, the dog appreciates it. If you didn't, <laughs> the win, kids appreciate it when I come home from a Titans if, win. If you didn't win any other game all year, you just want as a Titans fan, you just want to beat the Broncos. Yes, I got RSI from te- from texting all my Broncos mates. Well, I was there at the game, did a couple of live crosses that our Facebook followers would have seen, but uh, it was very good sitting in amongst all the uh, all the Broncos fans. So, m- big question though, no Ash Taylor, no Cartwright, and we put the best team performance of the year together. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Roberts stood up again um, in Taylor's absence. He's running the team. Um, AJ Brimson was good again. Yeah. Um, I think Brian Kelly had his best Brian game. Brian Kelly for us. played well. Yeah, I mean it was it was a good overall team game, um, and obviously all the shit that we went through during the week with Taylor being out, Peachy wanted to go home. Um, obviously, the coach under pressure. This current mid-season review that's going on, I think it just it was one of those games that everyone just. I think the coach will stay under pressure. Um, I saw a headline, I apologies, didn't get to read it, but it basically said the CEO is still happy with the long-term future, but uh, no guarantees for Brennan. Um, I think with Ash Taylor, it's one of those things people are like, oh, just bloody sack him. Do you know what? There's so much potential there. And the kid, he's got, there's something bothering him. So if he's got to get away, one or two things are going to happen. He's going to go away and realise he really loves football and he's going to come back and he's going to start playing well. Or he's going to go away and realise he doesn't really want to play football anymore, in which case 
free up the cash and we'll, we'll move on. But mm. uh, a mate of mine, and I, I'm, I've been knocking him, and my mate was knocking him, and he, he texted me and said, I reckon everyone needs to lay off ash. Otherwise, you know, we talk about mental health these days. Can you imagine the whole country thought you were overrated and overpaid? It was like when you were back working with me. (laughs) 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 Got him. We won't go there. Got him. That's how everyone feels about me at work. That's right. Overrated and overpaid. Well, you're definitely overrated. (laughs) But but can you imagine if the whole country was commenting on your individual performance on a weekly basis? The the reality is too, I mean, was it two years ago he had every club in Australia chasing him? Yeah. And everyone wanted to throw big cash at him. Obviously, we threw cash and, and kept him. Yes. From that point forward, he hasn't been anything like he was prior to that. Is he still injured? Is he? Do you reckon he's carrying well, something? I don't know if he's injured, but obviously the pressure, he, he's felt that pressure from signing such a big deal at a young age in a in a team, in a battling team that, you know, he, he was basically signed and the, the team was then built, the future was built around him. The bird in the biscuit tin from the outside looking in, it was, probably should have been danger signs when they when they when they announced Garth Brennan as the coach. How much of an of a impact? How much uh, how much of that decision was Taylor saying, "I like this guy. I want I want this guy as the coach." Do you think that spells trouble when the player starts influencing who who we're well, picking as a yeah, coach? I don't know how true that is, but from all reports, well, it was obvious when he when he signed on that there was a relationship there between Brennan and Ash, and because Brennan came out of left field, I'd never heard of him until the, the, the Titans announced him yeah. as a coach. Yeah, but how would have how, how did Ash Taylor have a relationship with Brennan through Roberts, I believe? Right. So he was mentoring him off off to the side in in the background. He was he was communicating with with Garth Brennan. He turns up, the team's struggling. You've got a guy that potentially owes his coaching position to the halfback who's struggling. How does that dynamic work? Yeah, I don't know the the details behind that, but similar to what you're saying, I mean, we had Neil Henry previously. Yeah. Now, from all reports, it was basically Neil goes or or Ash goes. At that point in time, when they made that decision, was it Neil? Was it Ash, or was it Jared Hayne? Well, he was obviously going anyway. At that, you know, I think that didn't work clearly, and, and he was out the door. But I from it was all more Hayne that influenced that decision, and then Hayne walked out on us as well. And lost both good, of them. Good riddance to but, Hayne. You know, I, I mean, I thought Neil Henry was was probably going to be a good coach for us. Um, I want a coach that's just going to walk in and demand excellence. How well, do we get? That's what Mao Meninga is there for. Yeah. Big now. You know, and it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this mid-season review. Um, we touched on it last week, but it's – for me, it's hard to understand how you get 10 or 11 or 12 rounds into the season and you, your season's gone to shit and then you decide to do a mid-season review. Yeah, that, that – Should that not happen from – should that not be every week? I don't know what he's reviewing, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. I thought that was his job was to, mm. was to continually monitor that. Uh, I don't know. I – Hey, we've gone down a path. Let's. I'm happy. We've won them. Well, at the end of the day, we beat the Broncos. That's that's the main thing right now. We've we've lost Proctor though for a couple of weeks. I thought he was one of our best on the weekend. Just tackled anything within his. With, yeah. He he he's playing eighty minutes now, and just just that solid second row performance where anything that comes near him, he tackles well, it. He, he's been good all year for us. He's been, you know, he gives hundred percent every week, and 
and stands up. Obviously, Jaira was good again, backing up. Yeah. Um, I thought Wallace was okay again. No, well, he was, he was, but he made a couple of couple of errors. But I thought he, I thought he was okay. Yes, yeah. Um, the one for me, the the big positive out of probably this season and in particular the last four or five weeks is that Arthur's. I think he's I he's been a good him. find. I actually didn't notice him yesterday, so I must have missed him. Um, yeah, you know, his his last two, three, or four weeks since he's come in the side's been really good. Um, I think he's got a pretty good future there. Yeah. Um, they signed Whitbread for another couple of years. Whitbread just re-signed. Mm. Um, Nathan Pete's back actually yesterday. Pete's was back. That was that a was big a, inclusion. That was I think. a good in. Yeah. And I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens with Peachy. I'd I'd be very surprised if he's not gone before June. 30th. Well, they poured a bit of water that on, on that over the weekend. That well, maybe it's not going to happen by June thirty. But I don't think he's playing for us next year. No. Do you know what? If we pay any of that bill, I'll be pissed. There's no way the Titans should be shipping any of that or pay, covering any of his uh, contract for next year. He either wants to play with us or he doesn't. So if you don't, give up the money and head back to Penrith. Yeah. Well, I, well, I mean, we've spoken before on the show, but if he doesn't want to be here, piss him off now. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather him not play at all. It felt like we were forcing him to be here in the start. So yeah, it's, absolutely. He didn't, yeah. you know, there was there were suggestions as soon as he signed at the end of last year he didn't want to come up here, so... Anyway, Titans back in the winner's circle. Let's, uh, I reckon they can string a few together. What about um, James Roberts? Did you see any of it? <laughs> Excuse me. Played all right, actually. Scored a try. A couple yeah, of line breaks. A try. I thought he was a little bit quiet, but he struggled to get in the game a little he bit. He would have had three line breaks and a try. Yeah, towards the back end, but through the middle there, he was the middle part of the game. I thought he was a little bit quiet. But... What was that? that? That game turned back. The clock was back to the 80s. Headbutts, yeah. punches thrown, four sent off. Four sin bins. That was a that was good. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, what about Sammy Burgess? He was having he was having surgery this week. I reckon he just went bugger it, let him fly. Yeah. I'm not going to be playing anyway. <laughs> I'm not playing anyway. Do miss your a, worst. Miss a couple of yeah, recovery. Get that India. Uh, before we move off NRL, it's, it's obvious the obstruction rule is a joke. I can't make it out. I watched one on the weekend and the defender didn't even. Tr- uh, Must have been Cowboys. Manly, Morgan goes around a player. The defender doesn't even try and tackle him, and they call the player back. Yeah, I mean that bullshit. Well, that's the issue you got with that rule now is is the defender can almost make it look they can almost intentionally get impeded with the attacking player, and they get the call go their way every time. Or I can take it back to under eights. <laughs> if you run behind your player, it's an obstruction. If you don't, it's game on. Yeah. yeah. Because basically if you – I don't know, I'm not inside an NRL club, but to me, if I'm coaching defence, I'm going, make sure you're hitting them with your, with your uh, outside shoulder. Because as soon as you hit – as soon as they make contact outside shoulder, it's an, it's an obstruction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean that – Otherwise, you're going to – otherwise, the block play disappears. You're not going to have decoy runners and the game will be boring as batshit. The hardest part for me with that rule is, is the consistency. I mean that – they're obviously trying to make it consistent by almost giving everything instruction whenever there's any any form of of interference they call obstruction but yeah, yeah it just it seems like they've almost gone to the extreme to to rule it out of the game but yeah it's every single call's hard to you know it's a hard one hey uh I want to get Jaffer on the phone and can you get us a beer 
Is that all right? Yeah, I'll get a beer. Corona? Yeah, but yes, please. Do you know they do you know why they put that lemon in the in the top? No, tell me. Keep the flies away. Oh no, what's happened here? Junior. G'day boys. Oh, he's there. Junior. Sorry, I'm I'm doing all the technology myself this week. Junior, I'm uh, Timmy's not here, so I'm doing the dials in, hosting the show, and doing all the jokes. And hey, you run the show. Dylan doesn't really do all that much, does he? He's like Michael Slater when he came into the footy show, and you're fatty. You run the show, mate. The best thing is he's two meters from a microphone, and he's struggling at the moment. So that's good. I'm just getting beers, Junior. Yeah, good Jeez. work. How's the week, boys? It's funny that you said uh, big reds like fatty because uh, every time, every week I sit here, I think I'm on the on the set with with Fatty Vorton. Yeah. That's that splitting image. How yeah, are you, nothing mate? wrong with that. Yeah, good boys, good. How's the week? It would have been better if the Jaffa had got up. What's doing? I was at, I was flying yeah. on the weekend. Titans win. Aussies overseas performing well, and then the car ride home. I know. I checked the Jaffa's AFL. horrible. I have to apologise. It's just, I think it's our first one where we. Yeah, we missed the mark out of, for the year. I think we really missed the mark there. It, 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 um, it, you know, that is probably the only blemish. The, the other ones that we've gone down, we've gone down real narrow. That was um, yeah. That you can't win them all. We've been, what's that? You can't win them all. No, that's right. But we we hope to. Yeah, no, it's a bit frustrating. I think. Um, Swans Swans were actually that injuries all over the place. I think uh, the Eagles had um, uh, late, someone withdrew late, uh, didn't fly over with them. But um, anyway, that's, we won't worry too much. We'll, we'll keep moving forward. I think it was a good week. How, how good the Titans? I mean, so there's two Ashes in, in Australia. It's Ash Taylor, who, see you later, mate. You're not coming back. And Ash Barty, how good was she? Yeah, we started the show with Ash Barty. Uh, uh, pretty proud. Finally an Aussie tennis player we can get behind again. That's right. No, it's great. And, and three point seven three million in the kitty for Ash Barty. Whoa. Bit of small change. Yeah, she's a local to, too. To Dylan, Ipswich girl. Yeah. She's from, Ipswich champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So no disappointing. What about the, the Eagles, uh, Stradbroke Junior? Did you find a win at the Stradbroke? I had um, Sky Zone. The Ooh, in the second. second yeah. yeah. Me too. Uh, trekking. To Godolphin again. I think it's the second year in a row Godolphin have had the winner um, in the Stradbroke. Um, so I saw. Yeah, uh, that... I actually I was watching it. Would you believe on Saturday? I did watch a few races. <laughs> Hard to believe, but I actually saw a stat. Yeah. Um, it's the first time in I think they said fifteen years or fourteen years that a father and son have won a Group One on the same day. So so Cummings's old man Anthony won a Group One earlier in the day. Oh, he won the JJ, yeah, won yeah, the JJ, yeah. And, wow. then, and then you go back, and the previous father-son combination to do it was Bart Cummings and Anthony Cummings. So, oh wow, oh, the, good, uh, yeah. the Cummings name lives on. Big day, yeah. That's yeah, that's a good little fact there. Yeah, James has done really well, and Anthony, I think he must have a small team now, Anthony. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a, many horses. Yeah, he doesn't have many, but um, yeah, got the did, win in the JJ. You, did you see the carry-on with all that? They seem like a good bunch of blokes that won, owned that horse yeah. in the JJ. Yeah, I think and they're still going. Yeah, uh, I reckon they'd be on a bender for a while after that. They're pretty yeah. happy. Which was, uh, which is good. So, yeah, boys, big week again. I guess um, I've, I've done a bit of research and sort of we've got some we've got a uh, Jaffa and then I've, I've had a look at the US Open as well this week. Hey. Oh, here we go. And um, I've, I've got to a, a good good value. Now, um, our, our mate who... Doesn't want to be named. 
he he has a bit of a chuckle, you know, that I've I've put his his hundred odds is the worst tip <laughs> of the year. Um, I've sent him a message and he's he's replied just before I come on. He said, "Lucky I like you." I'll donate another hundred to the Jaffa this week. Uh-huh. So, what that's, a legend! That's he, awesome. A, uh, when we, when we finally get some merchandise, we'll, we'll make sure we can send some out to him. But yeah, at, at the moment we're he, spending all our spare cash on the Jaffa. So <laughs> <laughs> when, when we uh, accumulate something, um, we'll, we'll get him out of Stubby Cooler or something. Um, yeah. No, that's good news. Yeah. No, that's it, good. It does no. get regularly pointed out to me by my wife that if we just had a banked. The hundred every time that we'd be nearly there. So, uh, <laughs> well, there was a bloke that made a mistake. Remember, we had a whole uh, heap. But anyway, I, I am glad you brought that up because I, I did really yeah. want to make sure that doesn't get forgotten. That we've we've pretty it will much, never be forgotten. We pretty much have have not really recovered from that. Like we we were we, <laughs> we were <never> soaring. <laughs> I don't know, Junior. You you'd, you'd picked like five in a row or something ridiculous, uh-huh. and. Uh, all that hard work. Yeah. What about the poor Burley Nippers waiting for their thousand? Yeah, They'll be Burley Seniors by the time they get it. They know where I live, bro. It's not. It's not funny. Dylan, you never live that down. Uh, anyway, but anyway. North Burley, we we will get you the thousand. Yeah. So we got a hundred this week, boys, from our <laughs> from our loyal listener. Uh, so what I thought we'd do is um, we'll. We'll play with 150 this week. Um, we have the, the 100. We'll stick with the NRL this week, boys. The Jaffa the, between the Roosters and the Dogs on Sunday. Um, and we'll go with, I think the Roosters, they come off back-to-back losses. Um, they, they surely got to rock it up them this week. Um, they've got a nice break into next Sunday against the helpless Dogs. So we're going to go the 100 on the Roosters at 13 plus at $1.90. Yeah, like Thirteen it. plus. Thirteen plus, yep, they'll come out with Fatty Fortin. Yep. That's uh that's good. So Queensy, you heard it, mate. Listen to that. That's the Jaffa. <laughs> um yeah, the Roosters thirteen plus two dollar ninety. Do we need to bleep that name out, Junior? Queensy will love it. Nah. Nah, he'll love it. He's a mad dog fan. Um Loyal, so, loyal uh, listener out of Sydney, old Queens. Yeah. They've just, uh, maybe not anymore. They've just been smoked by the uh, Dragons. What was the score? Is it still going? No, I think it's done. 36-12. Um, yeah, wow. So, uh, yeah. That, yeah, that I like that one, Junior. I think they'll bounce yeah, back to the Roosters. A couple of yeah. losses. You'd, you'd, you'd think they'll be fired up this weekend. Origin teams uh, get announced again on Sunday, so that they should be just yep. chomping at the bit. I think so. And it's similar to, the, I know we backed the Storm after a loss. Sorry, uh, that, sorry that you're, you're, into, you're into the horses. Is it chomping or champing? Chomping? Chomping at the bit. Chomping? Chomping at chomping. the bit. Champing at the bit. Chomping. 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 Uh, chomping. chomping. Whichever you like, Fatty. Chomper. Um, yeah, so I think it's similar to That's when we back to the storm. It won't. Um, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll go the roosters, $13 plus, $1.90. So we'll have 100 there. Um, then I had a quick look through the US Open uh, this this weekend. Uh, which is always good at Pebble Beach, and I found two at a decent price. Um, I've looked at the the recent form, and as I read the recent form at Pebble Beach, there's a bloke Brent Snedeker. His last sort of five starts at Pebble Beach are a fourth, a top twenty-five, a top thirty-two wins. Played good this um, week, and or just finished this and morning. A fourth. Yeah, he finished fourth this week, so. 
He's at fifty six dollars. Brand Snedica. So I'm going to. Uh, I'll have twenty five on Brand Snedica. Jesus. And uh, and then I'll go Patrick Canelay. Uh, hey. who, yeah, who had I, a, like, uh, I like the look of that one. Yeah, he's been playing right, I reckon. Yeah, had to win at the um, at Jack's tournament, at the Memorial. Beat yeah. Adam. Yeah, the Memorial. I think he's had two thirds and like three top tens this year. Is uh, and back in 2013, I think he, he had a top ten at Pebble Beach as well. So um, I'm going to have 25 on Patrick Canelay at 21 dollars. That hopefully kicks the kitty off and. Um, yeah, we can build that up again, boys. That'd, that'd be nice. It's interesting you say that, Junior, and I haven't, I haven't tipped Canley to you, but I got a message a couple of weeks ago from, uh, we won't say any names, but he finished second to Cantlay Memorial, and um, he suggested that, and this was after the first round, uh, before Cantlay actually won, he suggested that Cantlay was the man to beat at the US Open, so... There well, you that's, go. Well, that was his, that, that's his biggest threat, that, he, that was he his, feels, yeah. Yeah, that was... That was who he He'll thought. He'll finish second now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scotty, yeah. Scotty will oh, get that. up, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll do a cash. But, you um, know, I mean, Cantlay, oh, Cantlay contended at the Masters, contended again at the PGA. Yeah. Um, arguably, well, outside Kepka, one of the form players this year. So yeah. what, what price no, is that, he? What, what have we got him at for the US Open? Uh, US Open, he's at $21. Uh, and I think... You might get yeah upwards about twenty eight if you shop around, but yeah, twenty one dollars with the tab. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, as always, gamble responsibly. Or not. Um, North Burley, hold tight. We will get you something at some stage, and uh, he's hoping we uh, we get we get home and kick start that kitty again. Fantastic boys. Yeah. Cheers we'll for watch that. We'll, uh, we'll look after that. Thanks to our our listener. Yes, thank you very much. Him, which is great. And, uh, yeah, happy punning, boys. Have a good week. Righto, mate. Thanks, Junior. See you, Junior. See you mate. Cheers, boys. Right. See ya. There we go. Come Tell on. you what, Snedeker gets up. We are we are really going good. Burley are going good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else you got? So, AFL? No, nah, so while we're, we're just on that, the US Open, just yeah. um, obviously Pebble Beach this week, so third major of the year. Now, they, they've changed the schedule, and I think we spoke about it earlier in one of the shows, but... The majors are now condensed, so basically four months in a row there's a major each month. So they come around fairly British quickly. British Open in July. British Open in How July. How many majors are there in golf? Four. Three of them in the US. Correct. And the British Open. All right. Um, so the US Open, Pebble Beach, one of the most famous golf courses in the world. Um, interesting to note that Tiger actually won a US Open there by, I think it was 14 or 15 shots back in the heyday. Always seems to play well at this is course. Is it always at Pebble Beach? No. Or is change, it just the Masters every year. at Augusta? Masters is the only one that keeps Righto. the same course. But, yeah, Pebble Beach this week, so um, it'll be it'll be great viewing. Um, obviously, Rory won this morning in Canada by eight shots, so blew the field away. He's obviously in good form. Um, probably due to put his name up again in another major. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, for any any golf followers out there, anyone that doesn't really follow it, this is this is an awesome golf course to watch. Uh, should be a good week. By the sea, it is by the sea, right on the ocean. Yeah, nice spot. Excuse me. You're right there, bud. I think I'm dying. <laughs> Stop it. Um, AFL, <laughs> the real game. Um, 
big game on last Friday night, Geelong and Richmond. I you would have seen that. You probably watched it, did you? Uh, no. Um, Geelong uh, started slowly. Richmond jumped Was the, the grub gate. back this week? He was Did back. he play? Who's the grub? <laughs> Ablett. <laughs> God, they call him. Um, so, yeah, he played. Um, Geelong just keep... Just keep plodding ahead. They're uh, I think they're two or three games clear on top now. So um, clearly the team to beat Richmond. Um, Richmond have really been hit with some injuries. So it'll be interesting to see how they they're still hanging about in the top eight. But it just looks like they're starting to run in a puff with heap of players out. Um, big game in Adelaide. Adelaide got up against GWS late in the game. Where were um, they last week? Yeah, well they got up, but. Not by enough oh, that's right. to get the Jaffa home. Um, and now probably the other news, obviously Carlton sacked their coach during the week and they came out and beat Brisbane, which was quite a big upset. So, again, that whole new coach, sack the coach during the week and come out and win, curse, continues. So it's it's funny, eh? It's, it's like me back at school. <clears throat> Parent-teacher interviews would roll around and I'd start behaving myself the week before, but it was too late. Like... <laughs> Did you, I used to hate parent-teacher interviews. The worst, worst day of my so life. So did your parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really hated it. But the teachers are all on to me. They're like, Matt, come on, mate. You've been a pest for the last six months and you decided to behave yourself this week. I, I put, I reckon, like you've been thinking you're a pest. <laughs> I reckon it's the same with the footy side that basically new coach, they've got a new person to impress. Like, well, I mean, it's... What's the deal? You know, it just happens so often. I mean, North Melbourne sacked their coach three weeks ago or two weeks ago. They've won both games since. Well, the Jaffa this week should have been on on the on a team that had it with a new coach. Well, I don't think anyone's been sacked this week. No, they? last week I mean. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's interesting because Carlton just, although they've been playing fairly good, without winning for the last few weeks, you know, probably no one expected them to beat Brisbane, um, and North Melbourne. Their two games since Brad Scott got sacked have been. Really, really good. So, I don't know whether it adds a you know breath of fresh air into a club or gives the players a kick in the ass. Or I just think they all sit up straight. Maybe that's a wake up call for the players that hey, you know what? My, what? At the end of the day, it's the coach who always cops it. What, what's the cliche when they sack the coach? He's lost the dressing room. Mm-hmm. So if you sack the coach and all of a sudden there's a new bike to impress. Do you think that do you think yeah. is that is that what it is? Yeah. Or do the players go, you know, we've we've now cost this bloke, you know, we we haven't been pulling our weight, we've cost this bloke his job. Well, we sort of saw it we went to Manly, Garth was under review and we we put in a good performance. Mm. But it only lasted a week and then we come out and struggled against the Cowboys and then Ash is out and it's sort of like did they lift again for Ash or you know what was the Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, it just seems to happen. We, Regularly, professional sports, this NRL, it's that fine. Realistically, it is that fine between the two teams that you know that you've got thirty-four people out there that are professionals. It's it's that mental. Who whoever turns up to really want it is the team that usually walks away with the with with the chocolates. Yeah, and maybe not so much in AFL, but definitely in NRL this year. It's, I think it's a very open competition. Yeah. Um, well, the Roosters been beat the last two weeks yeah, and they I mean, looked unbeatable. Absolutely, any team. I think any team in the NRL could beat any. You know, anyone could beat anyone on on any day in the NRL this year. And and AFL is probably not far behind. I mean, you know, Carlton, as you saw, Carlton at the bottom and they beat Brisbane and they've been competitive probably for the last month. So, 
Um, I think it's it's probably credit to how even the competitions are. Yep. What about the cricket, the World Cup? Did you see any of that last night? Uh, I watched a bit of the start. Mm-hmm. I was trying to oh, – it was a busy Jeez. night, mate. I was trying to flick between that and a bit of 60 minutes. So it's like wrestling the remote off Missy. 60 minutes? Yeah. Not... Over the cricket? Yeah, there's a guy. Well, that'll do me. Guy Sebastian special on that'll 60 do minutes. Me. And then the Matildas kicked off as well. So Matildas um, in their World Cup campaign. Yeah. They've gone down to Italy. Bit of bit of controversy over that. Uh, you know, game plan. New yeah, coach. I didn't, I didn't see much. Yeah, new coach, obviously, with all the... Well, that's it. that's had the opposite effect there. They, they had a coach that I don't know was going all right for four years, and then they've they've sacked him. I don't know enough about that one, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting that you know the World Cup soccer comes around every four years, and this coach has obviously been he's put what three and a half years into this the preparation for the World Cup, and then gets yeah showing the door six months out or whatever it was four it was months a, out. It was a busy Sunday night, and then that the only. The only saving grace was that the F1 was basically this morning. Um, but cricket, sorry, back to the cricket. That's where we started. Um, I noticed a couple of weeks ago, oh, a couple of games ago, when we played Afghanistan, we had them two for after two overs and then they when still let them make 200 runs. To me, that said that our bowling stocks are light on. I, I think we're, once you get past Stark and Cummings, we're struggling. Yeah. And then last night, India, the opening, opening partnership put on a mozza. They make 360 or something. That's, that's hard to chase. Yeah, look, I, I don't totally disagree with the bowling attack, what you say, but, you know, Cummings, let's not forget, Cummings was number one bowler in the world up until recently. And if no, not, I, think our, I think our first two bowlers are And I think Stark's done. certainly one of the best bowlers in the world. And Zamper, then, I'm, I'm not... 100% sure that Zampa's... Lyon didn't play last night. No, nah, he didn't. Um, obviously, Zampa, the leg, leg he that. played. Um, cool to Niall, solid without being, you know, a superstar. There's probably that, that the level that Cool to Niall's on, there's probably another two or three guys at the same, which, you know, could we could play any one of them. We're playing Maxwell and Stoinis at the moment as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I think Stoinis is, Stoinis is probably good at just, Sort of slowing up one end. Um, yeah, but he's not—he's not making enough runs. No, he hasn't—he hasn't yet with the bat. But look, I think you, you, yeah. Stoinis and Maxwell, obviously the two uh, all-rounders there in the middle. Um, yeah. I don't think it's alarm bells yet. I mean, India—they're well, they're top three or four or you know, even five. Is when I mean, you got the best batsman in the world at number three, and he comes in at what were they one for a hundred and. 30-odd, 140. That Darwin made 117. Darwin made 117. But, you know, Coley came in there, you know, he came in at 100 and whatever it was, 120. Um, they're always going to be in a good position from there. Um, Stoinis, Duck, Maxwell, 28. You, you can't carry two all-rounders if, if that's if that's all you're getting out of them. No, you can't. But, um, yeah, I mean, Maxwell probably... For me, Maxwell gets his head just above of Stoinis because of his fielding. I mean, he's he's fielding, his bowling and his batting. He he is the complete all rounder. Um, whereas Stoinis is probably, I think Stoinis is probably a bit better bowler, um, as good a batsman. But certainly Maxwell in the field, you you've just got to have him there in a World Cup. Yeah, fair enough. I, 
yeah. Well, the the big news out of that game was actually Virat Kohli. Who, who would have thought? Um, Standing up for an Australian. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, he he has become the um, the villain when he comes to Australia. You know, he's, he's obviously aggressive and. He probably does to Australia what we would in the past would have done to other teams, and he gets in their face. Uh, but showed some good sportsmanship last night, basically asking the crowd to stop the carry on. He doesn't believe that Steve Smith, Smith should be booed. Um, you know, he's he served his sentence, he's sat out of the game, he's apologized, and he's back. Um, so there's no reason to carry on. So I, I just thought that was uh, that's cricket, you it know? is, but I, I think that was a hundred percent respect. Or showed the respect that Coley has for Steve Smith um, as a cricketer, and I and I heard his post match interview, and like you say, he you know he he basically said that Smith had made a mistake, he'd said sorry, he was apologetic, he'd done his time, yeah. Let's now move on and and you know appreciate what he does in the game. So, um, yeah, that was that was good from Coley. Um, yeah, I mean it's there's a long way to go in this World Cup, but. I still think we're we're right in the thick of it. Two and ones are right. Well, I think we spoke about that the other week. India definitely going to be there in the final four. So I think uh, South Africans are none from three. Yeah. They? Look, I think it's it's us, England, New Zealand, and probably India are the are the four to beat at the moment. We got the probably got the rub of the green against the West Indies too the other night. They weren't happy with the umpiring. Yeah, they weren't. But yeah, that's that's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see a lot of the game. Matilda's down two one. We'll keep we'll keep track of that over the next couple of weeks. Just while we were on the soccer, I actually uh, went out to Coomera. Did you? Went out to Coomera on Saturday night. Uh, so Coomera played Logan Lightning, Logan Lightning, old Wales team in the FFA Cup. In the FFA Cup, so it was the winner went through to the last thirty two. Yep. Um, so that's where they obviously then play go into the national comp. Yep. Um, so it was a pretty big game for. Well, especially for Coomera being just a local side. Logan had been there. They got to the same position last year. Yep. Um, but went down for a look. There was a pretty good crowd down in there at Coomera. And uh, the Coomera Colts got up 2-1. It was, no way. Yep. So knocked out Whale. Oh, Andy. It was 2-0 uh, at half time. They scored one just, just before half time. Um, and then held on probably till uh, 10 minutes to go. Um, and Logan was starting to push pretty hard. They scored a goal off a pretty awesome strike. I was actually there with the kids, and right behind it, it was an awesome goal. 2-1, and then um, Logan Lightning, in the last three or four minutes, pushed hard, but the uh, the siren got the bottom of them. So. Wow. So, commiserations of Logan Lightning, the whole crew up there are big fans of the show. So they are. Sorry to hear that, boys, but uh, big win for Coomer. Well, it was very big for Coomer, so on to the 32 in the FFA Cup. Well, keep a track of that for us. We Coomer. will. We will. We'll follow uh, them. Just about done. I just want to comment F1 last this, uh, this morning. In the, once it's in Canada, woke up at about five. Montreal? Yeah, just to watch the last, the back end of that race. Bit of controversy. Uh, Hamilton finished second, Vettel first. Grub. Which one? <laughs> talk, talk about not, not letting things go. Grub. Yeah, no. He, he's... Uh, What's he done there? So basically he went off the track and then regathered and then cut Hamilton off. So what he's supposed to do is stay off the racing line when you, when you come off. So he's cut the corner. 
but he's veered off to the right, so Hamilton had to hit the brakes, essentially held his position and then continued on first past the post. But what happened is the stewards give him a five-second penalty. As Vettel does, he spat the dummy, didn't park his car where the normal podium guys park, disappeared into the corporate um, Ferrari centre, had to be retrieved from there, came out, shifted the sign from from the front of, you know, they put the first, second and third up the front of the cars. He shifted uh, one into the blank spot and two in front of Hamilton. Essentially, most people, most of the commentary, most of the ex-drivers said it uh, probably shouldn't have been a five-second penalty because he, he he had to do what he did. But um, So who won the race? Well, officially, Hamilton wins the race. Bit of sportsmanship there from Hamilton too. He pulled him up onto the uh, top step with him on the podium, but he can do that, and it's and it's easy to be the nice guy. But he still banks the twenty five mm. championship points uh, and the official win. Couldn't so happened to a nicer grub. <laughs> I'll never forget when he overtook Mark Webber mm. under team orders to uh, turn the engines down. But anyway, he is a knob. Uh, UFC over the weekend. I didn't get to see a lot of it because it was pay per view, but. I, uh, Cowboy Cerrone, who I've been following a little bit, a uh, bit of a veteran in that sport, bit of a champ. He, his eye was all puffy and he had a, looked like he had a broken nose uh, at the end of the second round, coming out for the third. And he just went to blow all the blood out of his nose and his eye popped <laughs> and like popped up like a big big balloon and he couldn't continue on in the fight. So it was... Oh, that was it all over. Yeah, they called it. So uh, he's he lost that to Tony Ferguson, but I wouldn't be surprised if you'd get a rematch there. Fergo. Tough as nails, those two blokes. But, um, yeah, it was just not – check it out online. It was uh, – he was trying to get no someone thanks. to push his eye back in. Oh. <laughs> it's not bad. Well, I don't know. That's, I think that's a wrap. We've waffled on for enough tonight. Um, what have we got? Nothing? That's it. I think well, we're done. Appreciate all support. We're getting lots of love on the uh, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, follow us on. You can subscribe on the podcast app. Subscribe on YouTube or Spotify. We really appreciate it when you share the show. So please do so. And uh, at Biz and Banter, we'll see you all next week. Thank Guru. you.